This is episode 9 of the Unstimulate Your Mind podcast. My name is Moses. I hope you'll understand and you'll definitely love this new episode which is titled Less is more. Why you don't need new things. Well, I'm speaking to myself. Why I don't need any new thing in my life, probably. Less is more is a concept that believes that sometimes something simple is better than something advanced or complicated. It first appeared in a poem by Robert Browning in the year 1855. He wrote and said, Yet do much less, so much less. Well, less is more. I am judged. Many designers use this expression as a philosophy or inspiration to design things that are simple, yet downright beautiful. The idea behind this is that It's very possible to overdo something. For example, imagine having a lot of dialogue in an action movie. Many people would be disappointed, right? Because we expect fight scenes, but instead we find lots of sitting around and so much talking, yet we expected to have more fight scenes. In this situation then, less dialogue is more effective for an action movie. This idea can actually be applied to many, many different things. the modern day minimalism actually lives on less is more which is the idea that having fewer personal items leads to greater happiness the phrase less is more means that having just the essential things is better than having way too much things in your life it allows you to focus on what really matters but where does this one come in in 2022 modern day society well we have to agree that today we own twice as many cars per person We eat out twice as often and enjoy endless other commodities that weren't found in the 80s or in the 90s or in the 70s. We have big screen TVs, we have big ovens in the kitchen, we have SUVs today and some wireless devices to name a few. We have mobile phones. We have so many things in the society today. But the question is, are we any happier than we were in 1950? Well, suddenly, happiness is difficult to pin down, unfortunately, that even alone measuring it. Believe it or not, though, there's recent literature reviews that suggest that we are no more contented than we were, in fact. Maybe less so. A psychologist says, compared with their grandparents, today's young adults have grown up with much more affluence, slightly less happiness, and much greater risk of depression and assorted social pathology. He goes on and gives such a big big statement. He says that our becoming much better off over the last four decades have not been accompanied by one iota of increased subjective well-being. So 40 good years of so much technological growth yet we seem much less happier than we were some 50 years ago. One of my favorite quotes that I've mentioned here so many times is by Dr. Ann who's the author of Dopamine Nation and she writes and says the question is why in a time of unprecedented wealth freedom technological progress and medical advancement do we appear to be unhappier and in more pain than ever why are we running for more yet we're getting less happier or less contented in our lives less meaningful lives with much more maybe we should talk about consumerism 
maybe we should talk about why we actually go for new things, buy new phones, buy new cars, buy big houses. Yet, unfortunately, they seem not to make us happier or they don't seem to help us live meaningful lives anymore. Consumerism is the idea that increasing the consumption of goods and services purchased in the market is always a desirable goal and that a person's well-being and happiness depend on fundamentally on obtaining consumer goods and material possessions. In an economic sense, it's related to the idea that consumer spending is the key driver of the economy and that encouraging consumers to spend is a major policy goal. From this point, honestly speaking, consumerism is a positive phenomenon and it fuels economic growth. Think of our country here in Kenya, or if you live somewhere abroad, think of where you live. Think of how every time we buy new things, you buy a new car, you import a new product, anytime you buy milk in the market, anytime you buy a pen, anytime you buy food, you're fueling the economy. The more we purchase new things, then probably the more stable our economy will become. But consumerism remains the theory that individuals who consume goods and services in large quantities will be better off. Consumerism tells you that the bigger the house you have, well, the happier you'll become. It tells you that the more you spend on something, the better off you are. Large quantities means better off in consumerism. Consumerism has been widely criticized for its well, economic, social, environmental, and psychological consequences. I'm not so good with the economy. I'm not so good in business. So I'll definitely not talk about business and the economy. I'll not talk about the environment. Maybe those guys who have more ideas about how consumerism affects our environment will definitely do it. But let's talk about the psychological consequences of consumerism. That's where I need to be today. In common use, Consumerism will refer to the tendency of people living in a capitalist economy to engage in a lifestyle and excessive materialism that revolves around reflexive, wasteful, or conspicuous overconsumption. In this sense, consumerism is widely understood to contribute to the destruction of traditional values and ways of life. Consumer exploitation by big businesses, that happens. There is environmental degradation, as I've mentioned, and negative psychological effects. You know, we live in a more is more society. We feel like a big house imparts upon us a status symbol, which is success. The bigger the building, the more successful we appear to our friends and our families. The bigger the car, the more successful we seem. The bigger the phone, maybe the better we appear. Today, anyone who owns a big thing is seen to be more successful or richer or probably downright happier than we seem. Anybody who drives a little car seems less richer than the one who drives a big car. However big cars look like to you, however a small car looks like to you, owning a small phone seems like the phone is less expensive, which will lead to you being concluded as a lesser person in the society in terms of economic status to be honest, somebody who owns a bigger phone will be seen as somebody who can actually afford big things which are usually very expensive and they'll be seen as ranking higher up in the economic ladder. It's a very common thinking. 
it's how we're conditioned today. What if I told you that big things don't equal a meaningful life? Marketing has made us think that we need every new thing in the market. Well, think of a new phone, right? Every year there's literally a new phone in the market. And when a new phone is introduced to us, they'll market it as heaven-like. The new upgraded cameras, the new battery charging speed, the faster the phone is. And it's not just phones. It's just everything around us. Every new product is made to look like it's heaven. Like we desperately should go for them. And so we go buy new things the moment they're just released in the market. Go look at the numbers on the phones in the market these days. Millions of people buy them every time they're released. And it's not a bad thing. But if it keeps us going down on this road of looking for better things to satisfy us, then that's the problem. The new phone, the new car will be made to look faster than the one that you already have. And so you look at what you have in your hands and you'll think the one in the billboard is far much better and will eventually, as human as we are, make us feel better. And so we go and buy them. Well, unfortunately, 11 months later, same guys will show up with a new phone with some little upgrades and they'll tell you, you know what, we have a new phone. And this new phone is the heaven that you need. This new phone will make you feel better. The way marketing has been put together these days is just to make us think that whatever is on the market, whatever is new in the market, is meant to make us feel better. And so it taps into a human weakness of more is more, looking for happiness everywhere. So we go buy the new car again. We go buy the new phone. We go buy the new bug. We go buy the new guitar. And so we keep going and going. Another one year later, they come up with a new product. And so we buy that again. But in a time of technological progress, releasing new phones every new year, releasing new products every six, seven months, we seem miserable. As Dr. Annie Dopamination says, we're running to new things every single day. Unfortunately, the only one who's gaining in this cycle is the phone company, it's the car company is the new product company who's only gaining more money, yet we feel less happier and less satisfied. That's the problem with the statement that I just want to be happy. We think that material things will make us happier. There's this new thing or probably it's just been around where we think material things will make us happier. We think that a new car will make us happier, yet we're still drowning in depression. We think that the fact that I'm going through a season of grief Maybe buying something new or getting something more. Furnishing my house will make me feel better. You're drowning in addiction and you think maybe moving to a bigger house or getting this new stuff will make me feel better. Like, I just want to be happy. There's a book called Why Did Nobody Tell Me This Before? And in the book, the author, who's Dr. Julie Smith, says the idea of happiness has been hijacked over the years by an elusive fairy tale of constant pleasure or satisfaction with life. You don't have to look far on social media to come across a wave of posts telling you to be positive, stay happy, eliminate negativity from your life. We're given the impression that happiness is the norm, and anything outside of that could be a mental health problem. We're also sold the idea that if we can achieve material wealth, happiness will arrive and stick around. That's the problem that we have today. Consumerism has taught us that 
if we can achieve material wealth, if I can get a new motorcycle, if I can have the biggest house in the world, if I can have the new car, if I can own the new gadget on the market, if I can have this or that, happiness will arrive and that happiness will stick around. Yet maybe we don't even understand what happiness is. We make it look like it's a goal. We make it look like it's just somewhere near us. And all we need to do is just buy something new, get a new cloth, get a new shoe, and once I put it on, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be better off than I was 10 minutes ago. But humans are not built to be in a constant happy state, as Dr. Julie says. We're built to respond to the challenges of life, or the challenges of survival. Our emotions are a reflection of our physical state, our actions, beliefs, and what is going on around us. All of those things are constantly changing. Therefore, a normal state is one that constantly changes too. There's a book called The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris, who explains that emotions are like the weather. They're constantly moving and changing, sometimes predictably, sometimes suddenly, and unexpectedly. Emotions are always part of our experience. There are days when we'll be in really good moods because everything turned out really well. There are days when everything will just be down. Emotions are always part of our experience. Just like the weather, some moments are pleasant and others are hard to endure. At other times, there is nothing distinct enough for us to easily describe. When we recognize the human experience or the nature of our human experience in this way, it becomes clear that anything being sold to us or sold to us with the promise of happily ever after can never live to its promise. If happy means the absence of any of the less pleasant emotions, if happy means a new shoe, less anxiety, if happy means a bigger car, less depression, if happy means a new house, less mental health problems, if happiness means something new, a new phone, so that you can escape from the problems at work or at school, if buying something new or getting something additional in your life will bring less mood swings or less up and down things in life. We can live a happy life and fulfilling life, honestly speaking, as Dr. Julie keeps writing and says, and still experience the full range of emotions that come along with being human. Being human is to know that there will be days when things will go up and things will come down. And suddenly, we won't improve as research has shown, and we'll probably not even improve in the next 50 years by adding more material things in our lives. Well, this is not to say that having a better car or driving a bigger car or anyone who lives in a big, big apartment isn't happy. This doesn't mean that anyone who buys a new phone or the next phone that will be released, well, I'm looking forward to buying a new phone soon, by the way. But it's because I need to upgrade some things. It's because for this podcast, because for the things that I want to do with this podcast or all my projects that unstimulate your mind, I'll probably need some more space. But buying into the idea that happiness means constant positivity, new things will make me happy, better things, bigger things can live us better, well, this idea will leave us in believing that we have failed any time that we'll feel down. Just because I have a smaller phone does not mean that I don't have money in the bank account. Just because somebody is driving a really tiny car does not mean that they don't have money and they're poor. Just because somebody is literally not driving a car 
doesn't mean they are not earning enough money to buy one. Just because someone is not living in a 10-bedroom apartment like you do, doesn't mean that probably they are poor or they're just not making enough money or they're less happier. Just because somebody has only one child, well, we need to talk about that. Does not mean that they're less happier or they're miserable. Maybe we need to shift our perspectives to less is more. That somebody could be living with less and they're probably in a better state mentally than somebody who's living with more. And understanding that I may not need something new to make me happier. I could just do with whatever I have right now. I could start a podcast with my little phone. I don't need a big home studio to do so. I don't need a bigger car for me to feel happier. I could drive the little one that I have. I could go on fun solar rides with the motorcycle that I do have. I don't need a bigger CC bike. Maybe you don't need to have five kids for you to feel satisfied or happy. Maybe just enjoy the two kids that you have or the one child that you have. Just be the best father that you can or the best mom that you can for the one little kid that you have. Maybe we need to live in the present. Maybe we need to stay alive. Breathe in, breathe out. Look at the clouds. Look at everything around us and be grateful for them. Gratitude is such an important thing in life today that we can live on a daily basis looking around us with a different perspective. Thanking God for the small things that we have. But now we do understand that small doesn't mean less. But actually, less is more. So I could look at my five or six pairs of shoes or maybe just two pairs of shoes and be okay with it. Be grateful that I have two pairs of shoes. Keep living with them instead of having 25 pairs of shoes. Yet every time I put them on thinking that they'll make me better, they make me feel worse. Maybe we don't need new things again. Maybe less is more. Maybe happiness is not a destination that we can ever reach. Maybe we could be happy with what we have, however much or however less. Now that we understand the difference between less, more, happy, sad, maybe we can love more with less things around us. But eventually, we do realize that we don't need new things. You don't need that new phone in the market. You don't need that new car in the market. And the conclusion will be, just because it's the latest product on the market does not mean you need it. We don't need to allow advertisements to dictate what we need in our lives. We don't need people to tell us or to show us new things and for us to easily believe that those new things will make us better, that material things will boost our mental health because they want to.